It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. All right, you ready? Live in ready, born ready, always ready. Welcome back to the Nassiman Hockey Podcast. It has been a while. Uh, Life got in the way, um, but we're back. We have a schedule coming up. We're back to weekly shows. Uh, James, nice to see you. You're still in your old place, as I see, in your (laughs) kitchen nook uh if we were better yeah. marketers we would have had a uh i don't know like a coach's corner but james in the yeah. kitchen or something what's james cooking <laughs> some dumb shit uh yes yeah, still here um this will be our last guaranteed show with me in this place uh some some things have delayed the moving process but uh alas i have no more rope to pull here i have to be out so this will be our last show with me in this house. That's exciting. And then uh, you have a nice background with all your presumably more Star Wars than Islanders gear <laughs> but um, or whatever um, you have going on. Maybe not at first, but eventually, uh, yeah, I'll have some. Yeah, I've been collecting jerseys, so maybe that will be what I have going on. I have also been on a jersey kick. Uh, that's been a lot of my eBay searching lately. Yeah. Um, when I was on Long Island, jeez, uh, I guess it was only a few months ago now, my stepdad was I, – I think I sent you a, a, a photo of them, you did. James. You um, did. I asked my stepdad if he still had this North Stars jersey I remember seeing when I was younger. And he said, I'll do you one better. I was just about to throw out a few of them and, like, donate. So he pulls out a San Jose Sharks jersey, yeah. uh, a Penguins jersey, and the North Stars jersey. And he said – Get him out of here. You're leaving tomorrow. Take him with you. <laughs> so I'm stoked because I had like one of those. Yeah. CCM did a series of the vintage series a number of years ago. But so I got a North Stars jersey because I really wanted one. Uh, but I love having an original. It's very cool. Uh, they're all like older CCM jerseys from the 90s and 80s. So uh, definitely excited. So and then you sent me that Western Conference one with Bo Horvat. Um, oh, yeah. And then I have a few of my own, but. What's your what's your favorite right now, and what's something that you're looking at getting? Um, I, you know, I don't have a goathead jersey, and I desperately want one of those. Um, so I'm looking at potentially getting one of those. Um, what's my favorite jersey that I currently have, though? Yeah, if you had to pick one. So, <laughs> I've had a theme with the jersey that I've been collecting. And it's just like weird, like almost like taking the theme from from uh, Islanders Anxiety, weird Islanders, just weird jerseys. Like, wait, that guy was on that team like 
do I really have, is that a real jersey? That. Like, yeah. So, um, or, or, you know, like even the Bo Horvat. I think the Bo Horvat one might be my favorite just because of how weird it is, a Western Conference all-star jersey um, that pays homage to the old, I don't remember what year it was, those all-star It's like jerseys, 96, late yeah, 90s. Like there was a couple of years be, where they did that. But that might be the reason why that one's my favorite. It's got an Islanders patch on it, but it says Western Conference, and it's a Bo Horvat jersey, and it's just all sorts of weird, all sorts of not – right but also right at the same time so i think that's my favorite jersey right now um and then i'm trying to remember there was one that i was gonna get and i can't remember who it was or what team it was on because it was again it was one of those things where it was like yeah really that name on that jersey and it turns out that yeah that name on that jersey so um I just it's eluding me right now. I can't remember who it was. Um, I yeah, I've been seeing a couple older NHL All Star jerseys, and that just got that was inspired by um, wanting to go to the NHL All Star game when it's on Long yeah. Island at UBS Arena, which is going to be, I think, very cool. Um, with how the Islanders are playing, I don't really know how that's going to go in a couple of years. Um, you know, if the team's not good, it's it's going to be really tough. I think for for the fans just to it's already tough when we're on a national stage um, in the stadium series. And I think that's where I want to start um, is with, is with the stadium series and, and not necessarily the Islanders game right away. I, you were there for Philly, New Jersey, and I wanted to just get your kind of firsthand account on like the atmosphere um, and, and everything. I mean, we were texting throughout the day. I'm sure people follow you. They were they were seeing bits and pieces of this, but um, I wasn't sure if you wrote about it or uh, I know you were on a podcast there, so maybe that was a little bit different. You weren't talking about the the atmosphere necessarily, but wanted to get your your two cents because I just got to watch it on uh, whatever channel it was on. I can't remember, um, but I was at home, so it was a little bit different. So I wanted to hear a little bit about it. Um, it was probably one of the coolest, if not the coolest game that I've ever covered. Um, the atmosphere was electric and look, there's a reason why a lot of the narrative about these outdoor games is like, oh, it's boring on TV. And that's just purely because it's for the person who bought the ticket, the atmosphere, the, you know, the, the, uh, intermission shows, the pregame shows, like just the, the detail and and the efficiency they put into this game was incredible so much so that the point of or the aesthetic of the rink and on the field around the rink was supposed to look like a a, a park in new jersey that they hired actors to walk their dog through the park go for a run work out and, and i was just like mind blown by I'm watching these guys running and I'm like, where are these guys going? Like this people playing hockey right now. What's going on here? Dogs on the field. I'm like, what is happening? And, and I, somebody explained, they're like, yeah, these are paid actors. This is supposed to, and I'm like, Oh my God, this is, I get it. This is incredible. So, um, it was just so much fun. Like from the, the tailgates, which was so cool to see. And, and the, the, 70,000 fans, you know, just out there having fun, eating, playing music, drinking, like Lindy Ruff said, Diet Coke. Um, you know, it was just, it was just a ton of fun. Uh, the fan fest was great. You know, I, I had shot some pucks at targets. That was a lot of fun. Uh, took a picture with the Stanley cup, like stuff like that. So, uh, it was incredible. I, I, I'm a big advocate for them continuing to do this every year. I know that, you know, People have been talking about should they do it in New York, New Jersey every year? Maybe not every year. Don't let it lose its luster. But um, I think that there's certainly an appetite for it to be, you know, one of those traveling things. Like it happens every year somewhere else. I think that should remain because the people who do go love it, like have the best times. So I'm an advocate for keeping it around. And there was um, discourse on it getting a little tired. And I guess from what I'm hearing is for the people there, it's amazing. I understand on TV, it could get annoying. I don't know that you get the same effect and the fanfare 
and the connection to it all on TV. It's just the game that winds up being a little sloppy and a lot of these just kind of X factor things when, you know, in the Islanders case, it was a really, really important game. Do you do you think there's a there's a disconnect there between the people that actually show up and those that are watching it on TV and that I, I definitely understand the scheduling and not doing it every single yeah. year, but for the people that do show up, it seems to be a very different, obviously a very different event. And that might be for what the NHL wants. That might be what they're aiming at. It's not necessarily for TV, which is a different approach because most of the time it, it is for that purpose. But is it the other way around this time? Well, no, I think it's it's there's definitely that disconnect because like I said, like everything that they plan for this event is, is you have to be there for. Because if you're not there, then you're just watching a hockey game outdoors that's on TV. So I, I think that's what the, dis, the disconnect is here. Like now maybe, I, and I don't know, I, I'm not sure. I didn't watch the on-air version, but are they filming the Jonas Brothers concert? I don't know. Is that something people I, want to even watch on TV? I, I didn't know. watch the intermission. I just had stuff to do. So I was okay. watching the game and then kind of going back and forth. Like I didn't, it was really just an ESPN thing. I, I didn't care for what was being said. And I, I didn't watch the Philly New Jersey game. I can't remember why, but I didn't I didn't watch the game, but I, I saw enough about it and it made sense. It was very New Jersey focused. Um it wasn't it wasn't in Philly. I understand there's like a rivalry there. I'm sure they did a little bit on that. I think what annoyed me about the Islander game and the coverage was and I didn't have any I didn't have high expectations for the Islanders to be the focus by any means. I understand it's the Rangers, but even in the Islander Ranger game, the Devils are getting brought up. It's all about Jersey. There's PK Subban, Mark Messier, um, and then Steve Levy, who's a Ranger fan. It, it just it just wasn't a lot about the Islanders. Not nearly enough, right? It was didn't it didn't do anything for me. So by the intermission, I was like, I don't need this. Right, Ray Ferraro did, I think, as good of a job as somebody in his position could have done. Um, he's not really on air like the entire time, but for the rest of it, yeah, it was. Um, I didn't enjoy it. It wasn't enough about the Islanders to keep me focused throughout the entire game. So, to your point, it was just me watching a game that was outdoors, and I didn't, I didn't have that same connection. I'm sure if you were a Ranger fan. And a, or a Devils fan, it was pretty good, right? And it is an event. I think to, to give it credit, it's a game you want to get together with people to watch. Like it, at least it's an excuse. So it's not. It doesn't take it all away. It's kind of like watching the Super Bowl. There's a lot that happens that you need to be there for to really feel it. It doesn't really make it less exciting to watch necessarily. It's just a different experience. But from an Islander fan perspective, it was lackluster for me i mean the games suck but and <laughs> well, we'll talk about that too but... is, the other thing too is that you know in in the market that the game was hosted in it's ranger city so it was heavily outweighed in, in fans 70 30 in, in favor of ranger fans so yeah but that's not the that. game I, on on tv you gotta at least do something well, you don't get the same pop when your team scores right and you can you can feel that you can hear that and listen whether it does or it doesn't affect the guys in the ice is is probably not relevant but at least for the fan watching it's maybe discouraging yeah i that wasn't really what i had a problem with it was literally just not having enough to say about the islanders during the game and it's a little too far back for me now and I, i'm trying to push that out of my memory so that whole day of me getting a little excited and getting all my food together and um you know getting on my couch i love that that's like my Islander ritual. I love doing yeah. that. Whether you know, um, a lot of Tuesday games, a lot of Taco Tuesdays on the couch watching an <laughs> Islander game, and it, that's just like it's just where the way the schedule shakes out. But you know, it was a Sunday, and Islanders really don't play a lot on a Sunday, especially in the middle of the day. Um, they're not particularly good at those games, um, but in matinees in general. But yeah, I just I just wanted like a nice relaxing Sunday, and then I saw the rest of my day. Um, I think I was even going to play on my own game tonight, like that night. So it was just great. Like I just, I, I, I really wanted to enjoy it, and you know, Ray Faro is there. I wanted like they didn't, they didn't have anybody. It just wasn't. 
And then the Islanders were a bummer. They just came out in suits. Like it just that I kind of expected. They really didn't deserve to have very much fun going into that game. They were playing like shit. So um, if I'm Lamarillo, you say, yeah, you don't deserve to have fun. <laughs> You're going to go in there all business, try to win a hockey game uh, <laughs> that they didn't win. So I don't know. I, I, I guess that's enough about that. It's just so, I, I, that that was not a good experience. I didn't enjoy watching that from for a lot of reasons. Um, but I wanted to at least start there. Um, I want I also wanted to like getting into like I want us to start kind of in the clouds and then get into some nitty gritty <laughs> stuff as we go here because it's just there's so much I mean I, I think a lot of it is that we we lost a little bit of time so we have a, we have a lot to cover but nothing's really changed. I think if you just took our show from a couple weeks ago or really even the beginning of the season, you don't really have much change. And when no, I saw a graphic, um, I want to credit who posted it. Uh, it was actually the NHL network. Um, it was season splits by coach. Now, obviously Lambert had a different chunk of time to deal with um, than, than Wad does. But looking at looking through this, I don't know if you, if you saw this, but um, had Lambert's record 19, 15, 11, Wa four, five, and three. I think they're four, six, and three now. No, when was that posted? Twenty sixth. Oh, that was yesterday. So yeah, that hasn't hasn't changed. Um, four, five, and three goals per game under Lambert two nine three under Wa two eight three goals against per game three three six three three three. Uh, power play almost exactly the same, 22%, just a hair over 22%. And the penalty kill got worse by almost 10%. So, so far, it's not the coach. And I think that's what we discussed last episode was, you know, because the the Islanders weren't, you know, by the eye test measure, they were doing better. I think it was clear you were seeing a little more energy. The underlying numbers were there, but the results weren't there. And it's at a certain point, it's the roster, not the coach. And I think we've established that walk can only do so much in a short period of time, midway through the season, got to break a lot of bad habits, so on and so forth. Um, but he's not having the effect. I think it seemed like he was having Do those numbers surprise you, or is that just kind of solidifying what you see? Yeah, it's just, just kind of solidifying what I see here. It's just, you know, just peeking at the schedule, I, I don't exactly remember when we last, you know, uh, left off, but loss, loss, OT loss, win-win, loss, shootout loss, OT loss, OT win, loss, loss, OT win. It's like it's more they, the more things change, the more they stay the same, right? So it's it's just um, it, it does feel like the definition of insanity here. Now, I will say to, to Patrick Waugh's credit, at least recently, and I'm sure this is something you want to talk about. I have a tendency of skipping ahead, but he at least is trying to change things up a little bit with the way he's deploying the 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 lineup. Yeah, it's a little cry for help, right? I, I think you're like you're stacking so. Nelson Horvat and and Barzell together. It's a little bit of a cry for help. And be like, yeah, I'm going to show you what this could be. Now it screws up a lot of the rest of the roster, and. McLean came up. He's been playing well. I want to talk about him later too. But like I think you have there's something there. And Wa can only do so much. Right? It's and I I still think there's um something bigger here that we need to discuss. And I'm gonna use a word that Dan at Islanders Anxiety used. Um, and I really try I really try to listen to their show after hours. Um, but we're recording a day later or so than than typical. So I just I had to listen because I wanted I, I just been not wanting to watch Islanders hockey. So this is helpful. I just need like sometimes they just kind of calm me through a little bit. Um and he, you know what he said was there's something rotten on the roster. Something in that locker room is has gone bad. This is a team that went to battle for one another, that wouldn't get rattled, that 
just no matter what, they figured a way. And even if they lost, you know, um, they've looked bad in wins. They've looked worse in losses. They've crumbled under any adversity. I'm trying to figure out, I mean, we're not there. I don't even know if I was around the team, if I'd be able to tell, just because it's a group that's been around for so long. What's going, and it, and it might not be a particular player, right? It, it may just be, it may be something else. And I have an idea that I want to pitch after, after you give your thoughts. But like, is, is something rotten? Like, does Lemuel have work to do just to kind of find the, seek out what's what's causing this team to play like this because it's not the coaching right yeah. like it, it's it's clearly not that and it's going to help change the culture but something's going on here yeah i mean I, I don't know if rotten is the right word i feel like maybe just more stale um and i know that things have changed structure wise and, and coaching wise and voice wise like all that stuff yes it certainly has changed but um the personnel you know, the, the core personnel largely hasn't, um, it, you know, look, when, when Bo Horvat came in, he made an impact, right? The team started to score more. Um, they did, they just need more guys like that, you know, and, and yes, there is a cry for help here happening. Like you said, with Nelson being stacked on the top line with their, their two best guys, perhaps that puts a, a bit of an offensive jolt in this team. It's only been one game. Um, that they want, you know, but, which is a good that, start, right? Correct. Um, but you know, you're you're right. Like it, there's um, there's something stale here, and you know they probably need more impact players. Like you know, I I, I didn't get to watch the game that they won yesterday um, in its entirety. I, I did watch you know the the abridged, uh, abridged version of it, but um, you know, someone made a good point. Like Adam Pellick used to be really good at hockey. What happened to that guy? And you know, Ryan Pollock is uh, putting the puck in the back of the net a little bit. You know, he scored yesterday. That, that was good for him. Um, but not, you know, the the game changer he was drafted to be. Um, and not that he was, right? He was a 9-10 goal scorer a year. Um, yeah. That's not Noah Dobson numbers, right, where no. you're a future Norris Trophy candidate and, and possibly winner. But it was something. It was the... Yeah. It was that group on D kind of making an impact. And I guess like you're saying, um, you're saying uh, stale, the, the word stale. And I don't know, rotten and stale are just, you know, uh, rotten bread is just stale, right? It's, it's, it's overdone. I, so I think okay. it's, I think it's one of the same. I'm not, I don't want to argue the, argue the point at, at like semantics like that, but is it that they're too comfortable? Like well, I, I think Islanders fans joke about like, oh, it's a country club and this and that. And I think I have said this, God, um, I'll, I'm going to give myself a little credit here. I've been saying, I said this all last year. I've continued to say it this year. This is not new. Like we're seeing yeah. the ultimate just really, really bad results, but they got by on, I don't fucking know what. For, for a long time. During that first year with, with that last year with Trots, I said, grow up your professionals. I, I really don't want to hear any of this shit. Then last year was a lot of excuses about Lambert's the new coach and they have to learn. I, I don't care. Figure it out your professionals. Um, and this is the same shit. They're losing in different ways, but they're losing. And now you're starting to see Waz calling it confidence. Um, what do they have to play for? Like there's no one's job is at risk. No one's I don't want to say that they need to be afraid. I think that's silly, but I don't know. Like they, they all have contracts. They've all kind of Yeah. I don't want to say they've won anything because they really fucking haven't. Yeah. But there's there's nothing well, okay, there. So like nothing's mixing it up. There's no young kids pushing them for jobs. There's nothing. They all have contracts. They know they can't be moved. Like what is it that? Like, am I? Is that oh, maybe that's overblown? Maybe I think I'm there's something to that. No, I don't. I don't think it's overblown. I think there is something to that. I look at a couple different teams here. Um, I look at the New York Rangers, who have a kid in Matt Rempe who just came up and has kicked the door down to the NHL and has just, you know, made his presence abundantly obvious. Like, here's Matt Rempe, and and he's 
fighting for a job. And as a result, the Rangers are winning games. I look at the Toronto Maple Leafs who have expiring contracts for guys like Tyler Bertuzzi and Max Domi, and suddenly they're filling the net and they're, they're impact players. And you're right. Like there is a lot of comfortability on Long Island because Pierre Engvall is here for another six years after this season. Uh, Bo Horvath not going anywhere. Now he's not the problem. Um, Matthew Barzell is not going anywhere. He's not the problem either. But like, you know, you, you got guys who, Peugeot, uh, Lee, Palmieri. Right, Peugeot, Lee. Um, Palmieri has been been fine, I, I think. But Pellet, he wasn't brought in you know, to be that. I think that's where I get caught up with him. He's not. He was brought in to be depth consistently, 20, 25 goals. Peugeot, much the same. You have to be, if you're not scoring goals, you got to be better on the penalty kill. And some of that systems, some of that's just not being an asshole. Like, I, I can't. I can't stress that enough. It, it's yeah. you're 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 brought in to you know, I, I think even the last three years, I up until this second, I would even say that the Islanders are really strong up the middle, and Horvat's way better in the circle than Pajot. Nelson's better this season than Pajot. Last game, in fact, I saw a weird stat that was that was Nelson's first game in over four hundred games without taking face off right now you now you're stacked those are three centers you have on one line so they're they're very comfortable in that position now you have McLean kind of step up there um but I definitely agree there there's I, I guess I'll bring up McLean now just to just because we're having this this part of the conversation that tenacity that kind of bite to his game I think something that fashing also brought last season was something the islanders needed then and need Desperately now, there is nothing that kid can lead the way just by simply going out there and having that fire because no one has that right now. They're dead. It's not, a, I don't know that it's, it's, it's confidence. And there's a lot going on here that the Islanders just, I know they're not going to be what they were three or four years ago. Fine. But you're barely a hockey team right now. You are a shell of your former self. And I think the question started earlier this season with what the hell is this team's identity? And now I'm not sure if they're a hockey team. Like as a group of people, they were always more than the sum of their parts. And I, I you know, that narrative has always kind of in the background been they still need that top line person. Then you bring in Horvat, who I think they were always looking for one or two, but you at least got the one. And then what? Everybody else forgets what they're doing. And it's the other stat, and I'll oh God, I it was in it was in an article that I just want to bring it up. The Islanders have spent an average of 1548 per game trailing, which is fifth best in the league. So it's not even that the team is bad. Right, and I, how long have I been saying there's a leadership problem? I think a lot of this is Anders Lee. I think a lot of this is Cal Clutterbuck. There was a Lambert problem behind the bench. There was just as much, if not more, of a problem on the ice and in the locker room. Yeah, well, I think that that's what this is proving. Right, there's a there's a problem, you know, in in the locker room. Um, they need a shakeup. Like, and look, like. I don't know if this is something you're going to ask me. Like, how do they fix this? Um, there, there's no doubt in my mind that at least for the rest of this season, um, they're going to be trying to make the playoffs. They're probably even going to be buyers at the deadline. However, let's get past the inevitable either miss of the playoffs or first round exit. What do they do? I think if Philly is proving anything to us, it's that you, you we you, we used to have this mindset where it was you're either a contending team or you're selling everything and stripping it down and, and rebuilding. I think if Philly's proving anything to us, it's that you can do this on the fly. They're competing. They're a good team. They're committing to get ready to see some of these guys still get traded. Um, they did that starting last summer. They brought in some good young parts. 
Um, there's guys on that team, or they got some good draft picks too, and they they drafted some pretty uh, exciting young talent for you know the future. So um, I, and look, the other team in Europe did that not so long ago too in the in the Rangers, right? They acquired these near NHL ready guys or young NHL ready guys um, in addition to draft picks, and they kind of did this on the fly. Whereas I think the Islanders they have an opportunity to do this too. We know hockey games move fast, but with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice. This week, new customers can bet 5 bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Take the action on any of the NHL's upcoming games, including Jets, Hurricanes, Oilers, Kraken, Avalanche, Predators, Panthers, Red Wings, and many more. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with code THPN. New customers bet just 5 bucks on the NHL and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467369. In Connecticut, help is available for gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 186 hours after issuance. See DK ng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources nhl and the nhl shield are registered trademarks of the national hockey league one guy that comes to mind look i don't know how true this is but i did see something about jeremy rutherford of the athletic the st louis blues reporter saying like you know jordan kairu is not a fit for the blues long term he does have a long-term contract but is there a way to get that guy on the Islanders former 30 goal scorer? Who's I think in his mid twenties, that would make the team younger and guess what better. Um, do you have to trade a Brock Nelson this summer? Do you have to trade him ahead of the trade deadline? Maybe, you know, somebody's going to want, somebody's going to covet a 30 goal scorer who I think still has term, but is only making 6 million bucks, which is kind of a bargain. And the cap's going up. So that six million is going to turn into four million or maybe three and a half million soon. You don't think you'd have to keep Nelson and add Cairo? Like, it's not, I, I, there's a part of me that he's part of that. He's not the guy. He's not the there's guy. There's only that so trained. many parts that you can sell that are going to help do what you need to do. I know it's hard. And I, I, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Because who else are you trading, right? You're not trading. Well, Nobody, nobody's taking that Engvall contract. No, well, I mean no. you're gonna you're gonna trade a Cal Clutterbuck. You're gonna maybe maybe get a third round pick for him. Matt Martin, you're lucky if you get like a seventh. Like, well, you're, don't get me wrong. I love roster space. Like, it's not. Yeah, I think there's a difference in some of these trades. I just want to separate the idea of uh, I'm not I'm not suggesting trading Cal Clutterbuck. For Jordan Cairo, I, I obviously don't think that's going to happen. Oh no, I know. What, what, yeah, I, what no, I'm I what I'm saying is, Wallstrom and or or something to that effect. You know what I mean? Like, there's got to yeah. be something there where you have a guy that is. Look, I, I, I was going to save Wallstrom for later too. I, I think he's useless. His time on the Islanders done. Um, he's not good. He's he doesn't fit in whatever the hell the Islanders are doing. He's kind of running out of time. He's an RFA this summer. Trade him. It, it, it's I don't think it's worth it, frankly. It doesn't it doesn't seem like it's a good fit. Um I don't know what his value is. Like that's why I say it's it's Wallstrom and. Um at least you have Holmstrom who woke up, although he's got one goal in his last like seems like 40 games. I know that's not that's not correct, but yeah, I think he has 12th or 12th or 13th goal recently. And there was a long drought in between those goals. Um, so I don't know what that looks like. And I don't, I guess I, I didn't really want to talk about specifics. I, I think that's a decent idea. And I believe I also saw that as well on Twitter. I think my question was more about 
like, and I guess you kind of answered it, you know, like, is the season over for the Islanders? Is it time to, like, I think personally, I'm running out of steam for this season. And I said, because I, I said this 15 games ago, it's like, I cannot believe there are 40 more games. This has been, this has been exhausting. This has been hard to watch. This has not been yeah. fun at all. Um, it's everyone has got a year older. We've made no progress. We don't know anything more about this team other than what the problems are. There's been a couple bright spots. You're concerned a little bit about Sorokin, mainly just because he's getting the most shots in the league, the most high danger shots for any team that's not San Jose. And what do you do? Like this season, my next question is then they have to add. They have too much of a main core. They don't really have peripheral pieces that are working the way that they need them to. That's why I said Palmieri, Peugeot. They have Holmstrom. But there's more than enough to build around. Yeah. And I well, guess I just why... Yeah. Go ahead. And but that's and that's why I said like there's if Philly's proving anything, that you could do this on the fly. Look who their coach is right now. Look who their coach was last season, right? The Flyers sucked last season. They're better this season. I'm not saying that they're the same coach, but they're at least cut from similar cloths, Patrick Watt and, and John Tortorella. They're fiery guys. They're, they're, you know, I would say Patrick Waugh is more polished. He's not so cut and dry, but, um, you know, they, they largely demand from their teams and Tortorella is getting results. I don't see why Patrick Waugh can't do the same thing. He just needs to be equipped because I think what we are learning is, you know, yes, Ling Lambert wasn't the best coach, but this is also a roster construction issue. It's not, you know, necessarily completely a coaching issue. I think they have the better coach, but it's it's certainly a roster construction thing. Well, and, you have guys that are just not even playing that much. Or you have you have a, a, a bunch of just lower guys in the lineup. Mayfield, Martin, Clutterbuck making mistakes and they're not like Mayfield more than the other two, but they're not playing that much. And they're just giving points away for the Islanders. It's right. I it's it's hard to watch. Uh what I wrote down in the notes was uh the fourth line is going out like a lamb chop. <laughs> and that sucks because this is these are not that's not what I want the memory of this line to be. Because yeah. this was remember pre-trots this was this was a I mean I, I've said this a million times. Um the team I think we're used to goes well before trots. It, I think it goes all the way back to even before fight night 2011. But in that season where Zen and Kanapka and a bunch of these guys just kind of came together and Michael Haley and um maybe a young Matt Martin back back in that time. Um maybe uh, getting close to a young cases as but a bunch of just kind of tough guy players that built this identity and we're, we're just like watching it crumble and the fourth line simply not working and then being a liability is watching it in real time like right. actually like personifying the end of the identity that we once new for a decade or more you know that that we just were got so used to and we're seeing it's like witnessing your own mortality like you're we're just i don't know we're at the theater and that we're front row seats to a huge change coming to this team right because it was sad with bavillier and bailey and now we're going to see two more players go and frankly i don't want them on the ice at all moving forward you have other options Fashion's coming back. You have a Gauthier. Walsh doesn't deserve to be in the lineup. I don't. I don't understand. Like, wave him. I don't. I don't get it. If you're really concentrated yeah. on winning this season, trade them or wave, wave these players. Get them going. Something's got to happen. You have to open up at least a spot. But you're just like again, we're witnessing our own mortality with this this line. 
the Islanders, I, I, I don't know how they're coming to terms with it. Like this, this should be the last dance. This should be like the Boston Bruins. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna we're just gonna kick ass. If this is how we're going out, instead it's the opposite. Cal Clutterbuck isn't a leader. He can barely play. Martin's a liability. Mayfield, who's been around for a long time, grew up in the Islander system, is good until he's not, and then not just a liability, but costing games. Um. It's it's really tough, and that's why I, that's why I ask: Is the season over? Do they just kind of move on, and maybe Lou just stands pat and lets it roll and figures it out at a different time? Uh, we saw that a couple of years ago. He just like didn't sell anything when he thought Clutterbuck two years ago would have maybe been traded for something uh, when he was still kind of good. Yeah, um, <laughs> those were the first two mistakes, probably. Yeah, and I don't want to rewrite anything. Like I think I'm, uh, I often get caught up in that. Well, this problem, and I said it last episode. You know, oh well, it started with this, and I, I, you know, if he had done what he needed to do, following the second Tampa series loss, we're not in this position. But he fucking didn't. So here we are, and something about planting a tree yesterday and twenty years ago, and blah 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 blah, or tomorrow, whatever. Like, do it though. You know, if you have time, use it. I don't know. Is the, the, the core is getting younger every year, Lou? Barzell and all these contracts that you sign that are actually good in Dobson and Horvat and Sorokin. Yeah. It's better that we just wasted a year. And they're obviously not, none of them are the problem, but you wasted a year of them. Pelic is hurt on and off. He's not the same player that he used to. Pelic is probably better further down in the, in the pairings. I guess I just don't see the way out of it. I don't even see how adding a player to a team that is broken will help it. Is that a boost? Do you think that'll work? Here's what I say. I say they go into the trade deadline having everyone available not named. Matthew Barzell, Bo Horvat, Noah Dobson, Alexander Romanov, Ilya Sorokin. And that's it. And you play your best. You do what you can to get into the playoffs. Um, you don't mail it in because that's not their style. But you also don't be afraid to take calls on Brock Nelson, Kyle Palmieri, Ryan Pollock even. Um, I think that – it look, you're not going to sit here and be like, yeah, you can have Ryan Pollock for a bag of pucks. It's got to be a good offer. You know, that's what some some of these teams are doing right now. Hell, look at Barry Trotz with the Nashville Predators. You want UC Soros? Sure. Pay up. And that's what he's doing. And and teams are calling and it's garnering interest. And now other teams are feeling like, hmm, maybe we should get in on this. Maybe we'll offer something a little bit better. We don't want to lose this player. And all of a sudden you have options. Why not? Make everyone available right now not name those players yes. that I just named. You still try to compete. The message from Wa should be cancel out the noise. Get on the ice and play your ass off and try to win. At the same time, Lou's got to do what he's got to do. And and look. He just won't, though. I think that's where, like, I think we know that. You're looking well, at, you know, I, uh, it's Sean. For, yes, it's time for New Jam. No, it's not, it's time for a new GM. Though. It is. It, 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 it is. Look, if ownership can't sit there and, and realize that, look, they're backed into a corner at this point. Like, how many more years can you make these excuses? Like, the, the, the team that they're holding on to is four years removed. Like, you can't – it's years of excuses at this point. It's time to, you know – Make an uncomfortable decision. Yes, it's Lou Lamorello. He's well-respected for his historically legendary career. That's just not the GM you're seeing right now. And it's probably not the GM that's ever going to return. I mean, there's not enough time for him to do that. So it's just, 
it's about time that they they realized like it's you needed a new voice behind the bench maybe you need a new voice from in the uh in the management room i i think that's you know there's definitely some player shuffling that needs to happen and there's whether you want to call it um rotten or stale or comfortable or whatever there's definitely some of that in the locker room some of that may be coming from the gm level too that his the way of doing things has just gotten stale and not and it isn't working um and what i wanted to add though is i think you just had a point and you know something like perspective for lamorello and you'd think that this was at the front of his mind when when you're starting to look at week to week and even day to day what your odds of making the playoffs are going down just by not only by what you do but what other teams do and i i uh sean cuthbert from hockey night new york said philly plays tampa tomorrow and that's as we're recording this now uh if tampa happens to take this one in regulation Isles would have a chance to pull within three points of philly with a win over detroit on thursday and still have a game in hand somehow there's a chance to hang around despite being completely pedestrian of late and for a second that gave me some hope then i thought about it a little more as we were as i was putting the notes together for the show and and i thought this is exactly like last season when you're depending on other teams on your playoff chances. I don't like the like you control your own destiny thing because that's not what that means, but you don't you're not even controlling anything. You're 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 leaving a lot up to other people. And this season the Islanders have not been lucky. Now, they've not helped themselves in any single way to to be in a position to be lucky or for it to even work out in their favor. But now you're just dependent on people. That's not luck. That's pure, that's just crossing your fingers. I don't know that if I'm Lou Lamorello and I'm starting to look at just the math, they could be out by Sunday. But the next time right. we the next time we record, the Islanders could be out. If you know, it's to Sean's point, if Philly wins tonight and the Islanders lose to Detroit on Thursday, they're cooked. It's done. There's it just it just becomes way too hard, and they've not shown any evidence, despite beating the stars, that they can do that because they're Jekyll and Hyde. I think that's what that's maybe the phrase that I even used last episode. They're they're not the same team game to game. And yeah, I I think by the next time that we record, which I believe is next Monday, you're they play the Red Wings and Bruins, and then they play the Blues on Tuesday. I, you want to talk must-win games, which is pretty much the last month, um, when they needed to win. I, I, I'm this is where the math, like I just don't understand it. They need to lose like two. They need to win eight of ten moving forward, and they. I don't know that they can do that. That's a lot of games, and they can't give points away to the Red Wings. Like they can't beat the Red Wings in OT. They can't hand out points all across the division, all of the conference, rather. Then, then they're going to go out west and play the Sharks, Ducks, and Kings. The Kings, who they beat, who's, who have been okay. Um, I don't know. They're, they're looking at six games, and like they need to win all six to even. Yeah, I mean that's that's the thing. Stiff. Like you're looking at, you know, the Red Wings. They're they're chasing directly. You have to win that game, and that's going to be tough because. You know they're they're clicking right now. You see that Patrick game, uh, Patrick Kane, Patrick Kane game the other night where it showtime in the spotlight in Chicago scores an OT. Then you have the Bruins. <laughs> have they ever played well against the Bruins, uh, except for you know that one playoff series? Um, then they have the Blues beatable, Sharks beatable, Ducks beatable, Kings they're plummeting, Sabers beatable. Senators are playing better, but they're beatable. Like these are games you must have all in a row, albeit. But I mean, have they strung together more than three wins in a row? It, okay. Four. They haven't once. won. Yeah, they haven't done two in since Christmas. I don't think they've won ten games since Christmas. The Ranger a bunch of teams have gone on ten game winning streaks or point streaks. 
The Islanders, I don't think, have even won 10 games since then. Hell, they've only won three or four with Wah. They have... Eight wins since Christmas. Yeah, it's terrible. And I, so there's good news tonight. Detroit is beating Washington. So that helps Washington, but that moves Detroit up to 72 points if they hold, and they're winning 5 2 in the third. The um, and they're not the Islanders, Islanders, so they won't lose. Much like the Devils, the Islanders are essentially chasing the Flyers. That's that's the deal. And look, if there's any way, the this Islanders is doable. Are, it, it's doable. It's five points. Um, if, if that's in fact still the standings, I need to check, but regardless, it's, it's doable. Um, 62. Yeah. So it's five points and look, depending on which way you want your team, dig the Islanders to go, your fan, depending on which way you want them to go, that the, just the pure truth of the matter right now is that like I alluded to earlier, like I said earlier, the flyers are planning on selling no matter what. So if they're selling, then there's, I mean, a chance at least that they drop off. You can catch that team. You can slip your way in. Just get your shit together. And yeah, they, they don't and, play Washington the rest of the way. They don't, they play the Devils once more. They play Philly once. Like there's, they play the Rangers uh, twice. They actually play the Devils twice they play Pittsburgh around like there's a lot of opportunity in the next little while to make up some ground in the metro yeah it really depends that but I think the problem is if they so they play I'm sorry so they play the Red Wings Bruins Blues Sharks after that Sharks game then the following day is a trade deadline at the end of that game at one in the morning on trade deadline day, we'll know what, what's happening. The rest of the season may not even be worth it. I, I don't I don't really know how else it shakes out. Because you have to make a move of the deadline if you're going to make the playoffs. But you have to be in a position where you think you're even a contender or it's worth giving up assets to make a move at the deadline unless it's selling something. So I think we know by the trade deadline what's going on. That's four games, and they need to win all of them. At least steal a point with the Bruins. But need, they need to go 3-0-1 against the Wings, Bruins, Blues, and Sharks. That's just just stay in the conversation. Yeah, and they need to I, win. I they need to beat. They need to beat the Wings in regulation, or it just doesn't work. Yeah, I would. Uh, I would agree with that. As and then Patrick you need teams extend his point streak to nine games. Yeah, and then you need Washington and New Jersey to also falter a little bit. And th- tonight uh, we'll bring the Capitals to, um, I believe, look at the right line here. I, I they'll they'd be four four and two or something along those lines. Um, the Devils are four five and one in their last ten. Um, so they. You know they need some favors, and then they need to beat the Devils along the way here to, to really make it. Um, and they don't, but they don't play them for a while, so right. it's they just really not put themselves in a good position. I, that's why I think I, I guess said personally, I, like my fandom outside of NHP, it's it's been really hard to just pay attention. I can't watch other hockey because I'm just so like this is just takes so much emotional weight to. I don't know. It, it, it's very difficult to watch other games. It's it's a, it's the honors are just too much on their own that I, I'm not interested in other stuff. And it's frustrating watching other teams. I'm like, why? This is I I oh I think I've said this for I I've, I've said this for a long time. And I always at least I thought it. You watch other games and you go, why does it seem faster than the Islanders? Like, why is this better quality hockey than when I'm like I watched Colorado play winnipeg or something and it's just everyone's snapping it around and man it just it just seems like a different level like it's a different nhl when you're watching some teams play and you watch an other game and i'm like why are they in quicksand it just doesn't seem to be working but maybe that's just me um getting close to wanting to wrap it up here um we talked about the upcoming schedule i wanted to i'm like half joking about this 
Do you think Matt Rempe is going to break the Metro division? <laughs> because I, what happens with this is every team is going to now think, well, at least in the Metro, okay, well, we need a guy who's going to, who's going to go up against this. That line is enormous, right? Uh, there's a new identity line in New York that they might be forging that um, in Madison Square Garden as we speak. Um, Lamarella must be seething at losing Ross Johnson and then having Matt Martin just absolutely get the brakes beaten off of him. Um, is you, you think that's going to have an influence on the rest of the division? Especially a team like the Devils who are you know younger, yeah. smaller, faster. Well... Here's here's what I think. Have you seen his face today? He can't do this forever, and I think this is why people are saying fighting needs this to be my... kind of out of the game because you're just no, getting punched in the that's head. That's not where I'm, I'm not going. I'm not going there. My question is: Have you literally seen his face? What it looks like today? No, but I imagine that. Okay, it's just... he's got a big, big black eye, like big, real big, like almost to his cheek, big. Um, he can't keep doing this clearly for health purposes. That's what um, I mean. Like it, that's it's kind right. of like he just can't get get um hit in the head like game after yeah. game like this. So I think I think there's a conversation that the team has to have with him. Like, hey, reel it back. Don't drop the miss with everybody. They play but the think... the Leafs soon, right? So it's like yeah. you want a piece of Ryan Reeves. Like all he needs yeah. is one good one. I'll tell you what. I already think he fought the toughest guy in the league. I don't think it's Ryan Reeves. He's up there, but I think it's Nick Delorier. And that guy just doesn't feel pain when he gets his face beaten in. But anyway. Um, what about Olivier? On Olivier Columbus? was a good one, too. Olivier won that one. And that's why he looks the way he does <laughs> Yeah, right dude. Now. I mean, it was uh, a little – it was a few in. So Olivier got, a, you know, a tired Rempe. But either way, he's got five yeah. – in. Uh, uh, he's down five inches on him. That's yeah. considerable. So, you know, way I see it is uh, he's going to have to dial it back. But I think that he's certainly at least making a physical impact. Like he can he can throw checks too. Like I saw him, I, I didn't think it was. Look, he got a he got a match penalty for it. He was ejected. But when he hit Nathan Bastion a few games ago, um, you know he that's a penalty. Yeah, it's it's which it was. They called him for a penalty, but they didn't suspend him at all for it or at least fine him, which I was surprised by. I thought he would have at least gotten one game or at least 5,000 the max allowable by the CBA, but how did that dude come back in the didn't. game? Um, how did the no, concussion he, he, he didn't. Oh, you mean Bashan? Bashan. How yeah, on he earth came back. more than yeah, more surprising than not a suspension which was a I don't care how big he is. Figure it out. Either don't lay the hit or you're big. I don't know work, work around it. You're a professional. Figure it out. That's yeah. So you know, I, I think that um, um, oh, I lost my train of thought here. Oh, for for so Bashan no, coming back in Bashan the game, came back into the game. He cleared protocol. He apparently suffered a different injury later. So he came back. He was okay. Um, and then later took another hit from Truba. Didn't like the nature of the hit dropped the mitts with him lost yeah. and wound up you know not coming back for the third period so um we don't know yet what's wrong with bastion but uh hopefully he's okay you just don't like to see these kinds of things unravel which is why you know circling it back to rempy um look you made your point everybody knows who you are now do yourself a favor. Stop getting your face bashed in. And, you know, you could still be that physical presence, throw clean hits, um, and only drop them if you have to. Like, stop obliging everyone. Yeah, eventually it's just not going to work out. Um, and the, the, your, you just started your career, and you're just getting right. bashed in your skull. That's just not good long-term, uh, as we saw with a lot of players for a long time. Um if you're a fan of hockey from the 80s and 90s and early 2000s, it's not tough to not be able to have a long career. You know, you don't, we don't want to see that. We want to see guys play as long as they can, if they can hang. 
Um, sometimes that means fighting every once in a while, but that can't be your only thing. Now he scored two goals so far as well. Um, but yeah, it's it's a lot more fights than it is anything else. And my my it's gonna be like another Tom Wilson thing where that's gonna be the discourse um this summer about how every team in the Metro is gonna have to get tougher to deal with the Rangers and break GM's brains. They're like you're just gonna see some some dumb signings here and there. Uh, and, and that might be the Islanders just because Martin and Clutterbuck, I think, won't be back and shouldn't be back. You're going to need something. Ross Johnson's not around. You really don't have anybody that can match that size-wise or anything. So maybe, I mean, Romanov likes to hit. I, I don't think it's anywhere near that level. You don't really have it. Like maybe Mayfield? I don't know that Mayfield can really throw him with him, though. It's a different thing. And Mayfield's got 10 years on him. That's not a good look. You're, you're not going to, and not known for fighting. So that's just another dock against you. So I'll be interested to see how that affects the, the rest of the division. Um, and of course, I want to end it with, with our game, our random Islander generator. Do you have any other thoughts on where the Islanders are upcoming um, before we, I don't know, Hopefully, go back to a nicer time or some nice memories yeah. of, of a player here. No, I, I said my piece. Make everyone not named the aforementioned available and do this thing on the fly. I think it's possible, and you should take a page out of the Flyers book. So, go for it. All right, let's um, let's do this. Fifty-one, and I think this might be one of the easier ones that we do. Um, because obviously Franz Nielsen and the the influence that I think he had on a a, a generation of Islanders. I think we're we're considerably past that when you think about it. The Franz Nielsen, Oposo, Molson era, um, Tavares in there too. Yeah, it's it's been some time. You got to think it's it's been next season will be like ten years or so. Um, maybe we're in the eight years range, kind of depending on where that actual cutoff is. But I think really, I think despite all the turmoil around the team in Brooklyn, um, they finally won a playoff series. Um, I think Nelson was still on the Nielsen was still on the team, right? That play in, by 2016, or does he? Is he traded before then? I think he's on the team through the end of that season. Um, that's it's a lot of memories, and and he was on the team for God for it feels like forever from from 2006 2007, you know shootout killer. Um, really the only thing that the had going for them at that point. Um, what are your what are your memories of Franz Nielsen? Just you know the shootout kind of sore you know when they needed somebody to win win the game in that moment it was him um just a ridiculous backhander like he did the same thing every time and he scored at like a friggin' 35 percent clip it was crazy so um that was really the crux of it i mean i loved franz as just you know uh a quiet leader, you know, somebody who just did all the little things the right way all the time. Um, it's funny though, you, <laughs> because of you, um, I don't only think of Franz when I think of 51. I, I, I first think of Franz, but then I always think of weird Franz right after. And it's uh Valtteri yes. Fil Filbula. <laughs> yeah. Right uh, Franz light. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, Oh yeah, that, that happened too. And that was, uh, with that, was that Grabowski and, and Kuhlman, that era, or, or was that? Yeah, that's kind of that era with Kuh okay. uh, Kuhlman. Um, Kamra, baby's right. Go ahead. <laughs> do, you, do you remember, now, now we're really just going down a hole here. Do you remember when the Islanders signed those guys at the same time? Kuhlman and Filpola? No, Kuhlman and Grabowski. Oh, I it was... They like filmed their announcement together in the yard 
wherever the, I guess one of the houses. I, I unless I'm like completely botching this, I, I'm pretty sure Grabowski and Kuhlman like filmed in their like one of their yards in in a pool wearing an Islander jersey. Like, can't wait to come and play for Long Island. I'm pretty sure that that happened. I kind of have to look this up now. Or something, something like that happened. Someone will tell me if I'm right or wrong here and, and um, post it on Twitter. I'm sure, but yeah, that that was uh, that was my one of my first memories of you know. And Grabowski likes to do those kinds of things, right? He also was kind of one of the first people to wear a fisherman jersey in the Islander locker room with that funny photo of himself that he took they did like a hipster video i remember in brooklyn like they were right around that that kind of era where yeah they were doing that and they're just trying to make any kind of light of uh of that i i think i were from those two oh i do yeah i didn't see this wearing the old fisherman stuff that's super weird with grabowski yeah i remember them I, there was a part of me that just thought, oh, wow, they played together before. How exciting is that going to be? I always thought the, that they were both really good. Coolman's uh, a hard worker, good on the penalty kill. Um, you know, Grabowski was just like a good Russian player. I, I don't know if he's like from Belarus or something like that. But I don't know. I, I just got really excited. Um, yeah, the the Russian hipsters, the, the two of them, they made a video um yeah it's the two of them is very funny to think about that seems like really a long time ago um yeah any any other rabbit holes you want to jump down with that or philpo is very funny too that's that's obviously the other one the other ones are dave roche um and anders Meyervold. um neither of those players ring a bell that's because dave roche played one game with the Islanders, we will let anxiety take that on as a weird Islander. Um, if they even have enough information on, on that, on that guy, um, or any kind of memory, cause it wasn't really that long ago. It seems 2002, um, and Meyervold 12 games. So yeah, I think that we'll leave those to them. Uh, we'll take the, the lower hanging fruit there. Um, that was cool. Little, I, I like these for just a little memory lane. Um, I know they're unprepared and it seems a little chaotic, but it's kind of nice. Um, anything else? You're good. I'm, I'm all set, partner. You gotta, you gotta pack up. So you, you gotta figure yeah. some stuff out over there. Get out of your kitchen nook. Um, always afraid of that little shelf above your head that was gonna fall down. <laughs> um, please rate, review, subscribe wherever you listen to or watch the show. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Threads, and YouTube. I did post on Threads today, um, so we're back. I'm trying to do something there. Hashtags are weird. I'm trying to figure that out. Um, you can find James' work at New Jersey Hockey Now. Uh, and James, bring us home. I think we need a classic to just rally the troops here. Until next time, let's go Islanders.